Welcome to Toasted Lavender Podcast, where we talk about queer things and also drink beer. Well, we also talk about beer. And I'm going to tell you about the beer we're all, well, the beer I'm drinking right now. We all have the opportunity to drink. Today I'm drinking a... (laughs) (laughs) I liked the pause. Roja Pumpkin Black. It's a 5% pumpkin beer. What do you so, think cheers. about it? I'm curious about what I haven't you're... tried it yet. Oh, okay. It's pretty sweet, but it's fine. I don't know. I don't know if I drank it and I didn't know that it was supposed to be a pumpkin. You don't know oh. that you'd pick out the pumpkin? Is that the one I just finished drinking in mm-hmm. this little one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize I was drinking a pumpkin <laughs> beer either. See, but oh. I question everything now since I had COVID because I feel like it really did, like, change the way that I taste stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And so now I'm like, is it just me? <laughs> or, yeah. but, yeah, I don't get a ton of, like, whatever the traditional pumpkin spice stuff is. But I do. I like it. I like it for the season. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice, mm-hmm. like, darker beer. It kind of reminds me of that Buffalo Soldier Rye IPA. Like, it's just oh, like yeah. a... Oh, yeah. That base is kind of similar to me. I don't know why. Maybe I'm way off, but that's... I don't know. I like it. I yeah. liked it, too, but I agree but with yeah, you, Lindsay. It's not, it's not super pumpkin-y. No, there might be, like, a little bit of a nutmeg thing or something that I'm getting. Because it's not cinnamon no. But that's kind of it. There wasn't a whole lot else. But huh. it's, it's interesting. It doesn't, make, it doesn't mean that it's not good. I think yeah, it's that's fine. Interesting. All right. <clears throat> What's the beer that you are drinking? <laughs> Raices. Oh, good job. Oh, you did so good. Great. How, what is it? No, I said it. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's been practicing it for the last 10 minutes. Yeah, and I just went for it on the first shot. And, and well. hopefully there's enough space there so you can just edit everything else out and yeah. then just keep that. But it's an Imperial Red IPA, and this is a brewery in Denver, Colorado that's like right down the street from Meow Wolf. Um, I won't say any more. Shout out to Meow Wolf. Shout out to Meow Wolf and um, some relatives of mine that were recently at Meow Wolf right down the street from this brewery and somehow i have this beer anyway how's the beer the beer i will read like a little bit of a description a latino owned brewery in denver colorado malt profile oriented beer oh with an assertive hop characteristic Between a malty foundation, its hoppy character, and the alcohol complementing of this imperial-style beer, you will find yourself right in the eye of a hurricane of complexity and flavors that will make you want to come back for more. Pair it with beef, pork, hot dishes, sausages, (laughs) and some desserts. Nothing cold. Like flan. Oh, only hot desserts, though. Yeah. Like flan. <laughs> like flan. <laughs> oh, I love flan. So do I, but it's not a hot Shwetty dish. Sweaty ball. <laughs> God. 
I am drinking the New Day Pills, which is a contemporary American-style pilsner from TF Brewing. Um, it is really good. It kind of tastes like... It's a really hoppy, yummy pilsner. I'm excited for you guys to try it because you're going to love it. I think Great. it's really good. So, cheers. Cheers. Great. And I am also having a a re-release from TF Brewing. I am enjoying the squirrel. Re-release. Re-release. What did I say? You said re-release. I'm oh. just curious. Do they print that on the can? No, just oh. they do this one every year. Oh, okay. And I know because it's up on our beer wall up there. Yeah, we've bought it many times. And it's oh, of, and they keep the artwork. Yeah. And it's one of my favorites from TF, which is a local brewery here oh. in Salt Lake City. And it's a juicy IPA, and it has a really fun design on the can. It's Their bright labels and happy are always and, really fun. Yeah, they're artists killing it. But delicious, one of my favorites from them. Their labels kind of remind me of modern times. Yes. Yeah. They're geometric uh -huh. and, like... Bright colors, yeah. like, eye-catching. yeah. A Not to say modern. that they're trying to copy modern times. They no, it's a different style, times. but if, like... If you know modern times, then maybe that can give you an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Very fun. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> Clink. We are gathered here today. Oh, wow. Priest. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> I don't know. If people don't know who I am by now, I mean, the world's crazy, right? But uh, the WNBA finals are on. And we appreciate that. We do. We're a sportsing couple. You are. Ourselves. Thriving. You guys sort of we dabble we enjoy it dabble when we're sports. at your house and right we dabble on your couch we're not committing a negative TV. feeling about we're it. just no. not committing to a whole season or you're a whole on a sport you're on a softball team though right i am on a softball okay team. so you're a little sporty well yeah okay, okay. a little bit to i dabble. dabble i'm just i'm sticking <laughs> i'm sticking to the dabble that's all right that's how deep I go. Okay. I like to go to some games here and there. I'll play on a beginner's league here and there. I will enjoy a beer at your house when the WNBA game's on. Yeah. So, we live in Utah, which if you've been listening to this podcast, if you've been listening to this podcast, you would know. Um, we like the Utah Jazz, as does every other basketball loving Utah probably I mean unless you grew up when I did and then like there were converts that just loved the Bulls because Michael Jordan and the Bulls which I was always just like you know what you live in Utah they, come on yeah, yeah right. okay not to right. like your own team it's yeah like, be true to your school come on come on <laughs> oh I like the Beach Boys reference honey <laughs> thanks come on <laughs> So we've been watching the WNBA, and I want to, like, before we get into this too much, I want to give a shout-out to my sister, Lacey, 
uh, and her wife, Katharina, because they've been, like, getting down on WNBA for a while. So Okay, so are they kind of responsible for putting you guys onto your... I wouldn't say they're responsible, no, because they've been, like I said... They're just big Watching fans. for a while, and we haven't really... Well, and they've jumped been, on. They've the been to a few games, yeah, right? Well, yeah, they've traveled them, yeah. to like that's cool. Go to games and stuff. Yeah. So shout out, and I'm not gonna try to pretend like I know. I don't about know as much as them. WNBA players, yeah. I know like things that I've read, and um, I don't have like some history, but I'm gonna just we're gonna go for it. So we've been watching the finals, and I feel like. This year is one of the first years that it's. it seems like it's been really marketed and advertised much more than previous years. I don't know if I'm crazy, but it feels like I've seen a lot more of it. Do you feel that way? Um, I feel like maybe last year was kind of the same. You felt the like, same? I think it's been like in the last very recent past. So, just like a brief history on the WNBA. They've been around. They've started playing games in the, in 1997. That's wow, it? Wow, so yeah. they're new. Oh, wow. So And when did, do you know when the NBA's first I started do. playing games? I think it's 1946, yes. 1946. Oh, God. So that's like 50 years later. And... I'm I'm not entirely sure if that was the W or the NBA or if it was like there the was ABA. ABA. What became yeah. the NBA? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Either but way, the beginning of the professional basketball. Yeah. Well, let's yeah, call sorry. it 1946, right? So that's like that's insane. Fifty years of men's basketball before there was a women's professional league, and that's in our lifetime. Yeah. That feels like. 1997 like uh, yeah that's even in my lifetime <laughs> oh yeah because we're all so <laughs> so we're watching the game and it's obviously a little bit different of a game just in terms of like the players are different there's a different style of basketball being played and i think that you know and and we will definitely get into this later so we're watching it and there's a historic moment, and this is last night, game three of the finals of a five-game series. So you win three, you win. Um, it's the Aces who are in Las Vegas, and the Sun, singular, not to be confused with the Suns, uh, the Sun, uh, right? Connecticut Sana. Sun, the Sana. Connecticut Sun. Sana. Uh, the Aces are up 2-0, right? And we're in Game 3. And we moved to Connecticut, I think, for Game 3. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, when we watched, it was the first finals triple-double. And... What does that mean? A triple-double is um, when... You have in three categories, triple, a double-digit amount of whatever it is. So if it's rebounds, you have at least 10. Points, at uh, least 10. Assists, 10. 
in one that's game. That's a triple in double one in one game. Damn. Okay. It's and that's impressive. hard to do. Yeah, so Alyssa Thomas of the Sun had the WNBA Finals first triple double since 1997. Last night. Wow. Last night. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. So that happened. Congratulations and, to her. That's a big fucking deal. Yeah. So we were both like, wow, the first one? Yeah. We really? The first one? And so we just started riffing on like what what does that mean and how do we compare it to what we know? Because we've just always watched the NBA. And um I'll give you some stats. Mm-hmm. Just so you, just so you can get an idea. So, of the WNBA history, eleven players total have had a triple double, all time, in any time. In all fifty. In all twenty six seasons to this point, and they play. There's like... only been eleven players that have done it. For a total of 19 times that it's happened. So there's been players that have done it more than once. Damn. It's very rare. Very rare. It's very rare. Um, and only three players have done it in the playoffs. So obviously the finals, there was one one player that did it. So she's which the was fourth last night. player to play in the she's playoffs. The she's the third player in the playoffs to get a triple-double. There's been two other times in the playoffs, but not the finals, not the championship games. Mm. Right? So... Cheryl Swoops. Has anyone ever heard of Cheryl Swoops? I remember hearing about She's Cheryl Swoops. She's on the Seattle team, right? She was on the Comets. She's mm, retired now. Okay, no, I don't know who that is. So but you she know the name. You know, I you've heard know the, the name, name before. The name yeah. is familiar to yeah. me. For some she reason. has been referred to, and this is where we're going to get into some shit. She has been referred to as the Michael Jordan of women's basketball. Cheryl Swoops. She had a she Nike contract. Mm. No, tell me. Repeat that. <laughs> of course that. she has to be of women's basketball. The man of women's basketball. Mm-hmm. The the best man of... Mm-hmm. The best the man best of all time women. of women's basketball. She can't just be Cheryl Swoops, the best basketball... Female basketball yes. player, but she shouldn't even be that. Like, she should, like, I guess in her league, but it sucks. It sucks that it has to be, like... I'm a female athlete. I'm a female musician. I'm like, if you want to be that, I guess that's fine. But like, it shouldn't be like a lesser than category, you know? I just thought it was interesting (laughs) that she's the Michael Jordan of women's basketball. And I get like, people do that a lot in, in, in anything. It doesn't even have to be sports. You could say like, you're the Michael Jordan of watering the lawn or whatever. <laughs> I'm not. I know I'm Alex, not. Alex, I'm so it, No, I'm not. I really oh, okay. am not. <laughs> but it, Lindsay is the Michael Jordan of watering the lawn. But it means... How does Michael something. Jordan water his lawn? I'm just... I, well, that's the point. He's is just, like, I, like, the best. Just the best that's of what, the best. He's just, mm. like... He's just the best. And so she was referred to as the Michael Jordan of women's basketball. Right, right, but right. the problem with that is it's not watering lawns. It's like they're playing the same sport... And she can't even just be her own. Right. She can't just be she this just badass. Be Cheryl who Swoops. Has, yeah. Which is she can't just be the name. most yeah. badass lady basketball player of all time. She has to be the Michael Jordan. But whatever. 
right? Yeah. Because, and here's the kicker, she got pregnant while she was playing in the NBA and named her kid Jordan. Oh, shit. Why? Because she's the Michael Jordan of the... I don't know. I don't like Is that. it like a fuck you or is it a... No, I, I think she probably genuinely thought he was awesome, which a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, Cheryl Swoops has a very interesting story, which I'm sort of tiptoeing into, but she was one of the three to get a triple-double. We'll go back in the to playoffs. the triple-double. In the playoffs. 2005 is when she got it in the playoffs, but she was the first triple-double ever in the WNBA, Cheryl oh, Swoops. Wow. I love her name. It's like such a perfect... Swoops. Swoops. Yes. Yeah, it's like... Swoosh. Like hoops. hoops. Swoops. Yeah, like, like yeah, it's just Did like, she change her name? No. Is that like a publicity That's stunt? her name. It's, it's like she swoops? was made to play basketball. They made her play basketball. They're Somebody like, did. Bitch, your like, name. Your name is Swoops. <laughs> Bitch, your name. Money. <laughs> what? So <laughs> she got pregnant. Born for this. Right after, or I don't know. I don't know if she got pregnant, but. She won gold at the 96 Olympics. And then the next, that was the debut season of the WNBA. And she was pregnant, but she was like the best player. And she was still playing even and she, she was pregnant? So she, I think she finished the Olympics and then maybe got pregnant. And then she was supposed to start in the WNBA, start playing. But then she could. But she, she had a baby. She went and played... After seven seven weeks after she gave birth, she's like back. Holy shit! And you know how much she made per year? Do you know how much she made per year? Does anybody want to get probably horrible? It's probably horrible. She probably like fifteen thousand dollars a year. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars. Oh my! And she's like the best player. And she's like the Michael Jordan. Insulting. thousand dollars in about 97 which you know do you yeah, think that's more because than she had a baby do you think she would have been paid more no. if she didn't have a that's, baby that's, that's just what it was that's yep damn that's so fucked up so and michael jordan's salary is like imagine, 50 I'm million <laughs> yeah i can't imagine like running up and down the court after seven weeks after having a baby. she started practicing two weeks after she oh uh. You literally like lose your organs and organs are like not attached to your body. Well, and then isn't it like you have to pee all the time after? I don't know. Like every time you sneeze after you have a kid, you have to. It's like do they sneeze a lot on the basketball court? I don't know, but I'm thinking like if you're running, it might be an issue. Well, that's why they make those. I don't know diaper winged (laughs) underwear. Honey, I don't think Cheryl Swoops is wearing. Diaper underwear while she's playing basketball. There's a lot we could say about this. (laughs) There is a lot. We're We're on a tangent. Um, I am very angry about the amount of money she's making. Yes. We're going to get into more of that. $50,000. Yeah. She's like a school teacher. Yeah. It's literally in a good state. In a good state. She has to drive an Uber on the weekends so she can pay for diapers for her baby. I got more for you. Let's put that to bed for a second. So back to triple double. Three players total have ever 
in the playoffs. Had a triple-double. The third one is named Courtney Vandersloot. Oh, that's a dangerous last name. I thought you were going to say something different. Um, She just got eliminated from the playoffs. She she plays for the Chicago Sky currently. They were playing the Connecticut Sun singular. And were going to win. I swear to God, they were two minutes away. And they lost it at the last... Oh, it was neck and neck? Yes. Ooh, that's So Courtney got booted out. Courtney is married to her teammate. And they... Oh, is this the one that we were watching the game, the previous game? Yes. At your house? Yeah, one of the playoff games. Yes. Okay. she got booted out? Allie, Allie Quigley is her wife. Okay. And they play on the same team. And I think they both, like, start the game together. And actually, I read today that Courtney Vandersloot recorded, like, the... She's she's now the league leader in playoff assists, like, total. Mm -hmm. And she did it to her wife. Oh, she did of it course to she her did. wife. She passed the yes. ball <laughs> to her wife, who then made the shot. Of course, and then she broke the record. Ultimate teamwork. That was on purpose. That was on purpose, honey. I'm For only sure. gonna pass to you. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna oh, be passing to my wife until it's she so makes cute. it. It's like, really cute. Why not? It's like I like it. It's why not? I feel like that's queer teamwork. joy. I'm claiming this is my queer joy I, this week, listen, right now. Okay, so I don't honey, have to have a new one season. Later. This is season four. We have uh, no more queer joy. We are no joyless. This I season. joyless this season. I brought it up for a reason, dude. Like, I thought it's it really fun, cute. It was really cute and interesting. So, and she like made her wife a part of her like goal making yeah. finale. Like, that's kind of adorable. I wonder if like, that, like they were seems just. Less <laughs> I, I was, I was gonna make a comment that is not positive. So. Are you cringy about it or what? No, no. What are you thinking? I'm just not. I'm choosing not to okay, be that's, negative. Well, that's okay, but you're you're not feeling cute about it. It's cute and nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we've talked about Cheryl Swoops. Mm-hmm. She was the second player. Well, she was the first player in the playoffs to get a triple double, but. In the finals, it was Alyssa Thomas last night. Right. Um, and then Courtney Vandersloot, who we just talked about. Um, so I just want to give like a contrast to the NBA because it's been around for so long. The first recorded triple-double was in 1950 in the NBA. Recorded. They think it actually happened before, but they just didn't keep good. Right. Notes. Right. Yeah. So the first one was in 1950 by Andy Phillip. Um, and in contrast to that as well, so there's been one WNBA player that has had a triple-double in the finals. There's been 13 NBA players that have had a triple-double in the finals. Okay. And some of them multiple. Like LeBron James, I think, has had More over, than one. over a dozen. Uh, oh, 
He's like the leader in finals. Oh, triple oh doubles. Okay. He does it often. Yeah. He does it often. But yeah. there are like 13 different men. Who but there's 13 different dudes gotcha. who have done it over the course of NBA history in the finals. And there's only been one woman so far since 1997 and it that happened. has done it in the finals. Yesterday. And it happened yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So it really it's, is. Yeah. It's a historic moment yeah. it was a historic moment and yeah. i think that's part of like why i want to talk about this because um well we'll just keep going i told you briefly that cheryl swoops was making fifty thousand dollars <laughs> when she so good sound effect honey. <laughs> when she got pregnant people like freaked out internally like her team the um her agent where they were like, like, cause like you can't She's play, like, like you can't play. You're not worth yeah. money. You're like when the you're best play. You're the yeah. best player, yeah. and now you can't play. Yeah, you're damaged. Goods. What are we gonna do? And for a moment, it was like everything is fucked. But then they're like, actually, no. This is great. This is great. We're gonna market this to moms. She around was the country. on the cover of Sports Illustrated. In her jersey with a baby bump. Yeah, six months I pregnant. I think I remember that. Where like um, I want to see this picture. Okay, it exists. I'll I'll look for it. You keep going. Um. Damn, that's wild. And then she gives birth, and then she plays seven weeks later or whatever. But because of her pregnancy, it like boosted her stock, and she ended up making like a million dollars in endorsements. Over her $50,000 salary. So she had air Get it, swoops. Girl. Get it. Air swoops, like Air Jordans. It was air because swoops. Because of her pregnancy? Or be, like, that's... They, it was a boost. She signed, like, a major deal Damn. after she was, like, pregnant. Oh, hey, girl. Already, like... Damn. She's way pregnant in that photo. What a badass. Yeah, yeah she does look like a badass. Okay, I just, I love this tagline. A star is born. Cheryl Swoops and the WNBA are both due in June. That's just like killer copywriting right there. Applause. I bet they sold a lot of copies. So does anyone want to take a guess at what, so $50,000 is what Cheryl Swoops, the quote unquote Michael Jordan of women's basketball was making. $50,000. What do you think the minimum salary for a professional women's basketball player <laughs> is today? If you're... Oh, okay. Today. A professional women's basketball minimum salary. So minimum it started salary. at 50000 like in 1999. Like, if you're into the WNBA. She was the best player in 1996 terrible. or whatever we're talking about. Is it like 30000 that's your guess? That's my guess. This is entry level today. Today. God damn. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go price is right rules. Thirty two thousand. <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, I guess uh seventy five thousand. All right. 
for a player going into the WNBA with zero to two years experience, mm-hmm. the minimum salary is $58,710. Oh, my God. Well, it's better than what I gave it. Yeah. I gave it really low expectations. Does That's anyone like, want to guess what the it's NBA not, is? It's not a livable wage in most big cities where these no. teams are playing. This is like a decent teacher salary like, if you were a single person without any family or anything like that, then maybe. But like, you have to hope but then that we have you're not, not in a high, not in a, yeah, not in a high cost of living. Not in like city. New York City. Yeah, you couldn't live off of fifty. Maybe in like dollars, Lincoln, Nebraska, or yeah. whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Anyone want to guess? No, everybody guess. NBA rookie salary. Oh Jesus! It has to be over a million dollars, right? I'm going four times, so it was 58, so six. I'm going 250,000. You said over a million? I think it's a million. When I think of an NBA basketball player. um, I'll say 500,000. It's a million and 17,000 for a rookie. A million dollars. For... <sighs> So, and then I'll just give a little more context. If you're if you're a three year pro in the WNBA, your minimum is seventy thousand. If oh, you, thank you. Yeah, if you're a three year pro in the NBA, you you go to one point nine million. Wow. All right. So okay. now we've talked about okay. minimums. Okay. What do you think the super max maximum is? For a WNBA player, if the minimum is 58, what do you think, like, the most you can pay a WNBA player? Like a Cheryl Swoops. 200000 In today's money? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I today's, looked this up recently. Today's, this is so, like Sue Bird. This is... This, this is, is like... 2022. The best player. The best, best player. The best I'm going optimistic. I'm going 350. Okay. You said. I said two. You know, because you looked yeah, it I up. Yeah, I looked it up. I... All right. It's 221000 Oh, cool. $450 a season. Dude, fuck them. Does anyone want to guess the highest <laughs> salary in the NBA per season? The Supermax? Just, you know. Uh... $50 million? Yeah, like what? What is? I have it's no like, context to that. Now, like it's like forty-eight and a half. Yeah, like forty-eight million. Forty-eight and a half million dollars a year. Good per year. And I think like Steph Curry made that last year. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. See, and the thing, I have things to say about this because, like, as angry as I feel about it, and as angry as we are all about it. There's so much more in play than oh, just like... Oh, I'm not implying there isn't. Right. Like, it's... Our system has made it so that nobody gives a fuck about anything that women do because women are imperior... Or... or imperior. Sorry. <laughs> I mean... What is I'm that thinking word? Just do a hard imperial. And then repeat. So, I feel like... I can't... I'm just say women are inferior. Just say women are inferior, okay? <laughs> yeah, just honey, say just it. say it. Just say it. 
Just say Our it. society treats women as inferior. And you know what? This is a perfect segue. WNBA players go overseas to make more money. And then fucked up shit happens to them like what happened to Brittany Griner. Right? She went over to Russia because in Russia, they will pay you a million (gasps) dollars a season as a WNBA player. On the Russian team? On the Russian team. Yeah. That and is so much more money. Both seasons, can't you play the U.S. season? Yes, and the yes. They're opposite. And you can play both. Opposite, right. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? Do Doesn't this yeah. sound so why like a it... single mom with like three jobs? Ugh, oh my horrible. god! You're just playing year round. You never get a break. Yeah, you never get a break. You never get a break. Going. But like in Russia, you make a million dollars, and then in the WNBA, you make maybe $200,000 and if I, you're one of the best. That's really surprising to me that <sighs> Russia pays their female athletes that much money cuz they're a really It's weird, right? They're, but they're big into sports, you know? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So is it like they go over there, play for the money and then they come over here and play kind of for the recognition in the US? Kind of. And maybe they're more famous probably. Yeah. More like Worldwide And famous. they're probably, like, hustling for endorsements because that's where yes. their money's going to come. Yeah. So, but are these big companies endorsing female athletes? There was a former MVP of the WNBA named John Quell jo- Jones? John Quell Jones. John Quell Jones. Jones. She said that she made her entire salary in one month in Russia. Her entire WNBA salary... In one month, when she and was she won the MVP last year. That, but guys, it's like it can't be a fun place sad. to be. Like, no, I don't, I don't know. speak the language. You don't like, you know, it's not home. It's like you're in a strange land, and you're just like, why would you not take somebody up on them giving you a million dollars to play basketball when you love playing basketball anyways, and like, and you're so good at it. Yeah. It happens all the time, like, with men basketball players, like, they go to Europe or to Russia or to China, and there are tons of spots open. There's a lot of male, like, collegiate athletes now that are not staying in college as long, or they're not even going to college, they're just going overseas and playing, Mm -hmm. and, like, making a name for themselves overseas and making money. And you can make some money. And it's probably more competitive to stay in the U.S. with the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it depends, but yeah. There was a whole thing in 2015. Um, Have you ever heard the name Diana Taurasi? Yes. So Diana Taurasi is... Like, one of, if not the best point guards in the WNBA. Probably of all time. And in 2015, a Russian team gave her $1.5 million not to play in the WNBA. To, like, sit out the season. She's, like, if not... She's, like, the best She's, like, the best player in the WNBA at the time. Is it because they, they didn't want her to, like overextend herself injured yeah like we want you to be your best self over over here here. yeah do not play in the WNBA. we'll give you one and a half million dollars and she didn't play she was like yeah sweet i get a season off and i'm making more money 
So she just trained and didn't play on a team? Yeah. Like She opted opted out of playing for the WNBA for that year because she got a million and a half dollars. If you get paid to not I just do hope something... I quality of life is okay in Russia. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that... Me to not but do I don't know if that means that she had to live in Russia. But I think they, it just means They that... give them so much... They give them, like, private jets. Yeah. yeah. They give them, like, drivers... To and from the games. Oh, so like a normal celebrity. Luxury yeah. Like a normal. the male athletes there? Is it the same thing with the male athletes in Russia? Like, or are they on I the same I think we're level, talking or? like top level WNBA versus like regular men's leagues. I don't think they're the same. I think we're talking like the they treat athletes. the star, star women athletes in foreign leagues and it's not just russia there's like turkish leagues and greek leagues that also pay a lot of money to women okay it's not just russia Russia's one of the bigger paying ones because a lot of oligarchs like own w like women's teams like, and they probably make a lot of money off of marketing like the nba here right yeah right, right. It, I, like, in my mind, I like to imagine it like an RSL or, like, a soccer league. It's, like, big, but it's not, like, the biggest. Yeah. But it's, like, big. Like So why do you think America is so far behind on this? Well, I think the common, like, the thing you hear the most is that the NBA has just been around longer. So it just has, like, a history of time and marketing and like becoming part of the culture where the WNBA Mm -hmm. is relatively new in terms of like people tuning in and and making it a part of their a part of the culture and so much smaller I was surprised at how you were telling me how few teams there are in the WNBA started with eight it started with eight and there's 12 now and there's 30 NBA teams. There's 12 WNBA teams. And when the WNBA started, the teams were all owned by the NBA. There were no independent owners. They were owned by the NBA. It was like subsidiaries of an NBA team. And Utah had a WNBA team called the Stars as a... Stars. Double Z. Stars. Double Z. Yeah. And fun fact. Hold on. Since we're Utahns, uh, back to triple doubles. Uh, the one and only triple double with blocks, not assists, blocks, Whoa. blocks, points, and rebounds. Wow, was a Utah Stars player named Margot Didek. Get it, Margot? I love the name Margot. Margot just sounds like a badass. I know nothing else about her, but. Me get either. it me either but she did it with blocks and That's it's nuts. the one and only time that somebody in the WNBA has done it with blocks hmm. did you were you guys aware was it on your radar when they were a team in Utah did you ever see yeah that? when I was at young. first yeah at first like I knew about it and Utah just couldn't sustain well I the game, I, the games weren't on TV, and so I never watched them. And 
And I, I never like went to them. Well, the jazz were on K-Jazz. Yeah, the jazz were on They were on, like, cable. Like, basic cable. Just network TV. Like, on the antenna. Antenna, yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to pay. It was you could just right. well. And how do you expect there to be a fan base buildup if it, you exactly can't, nobody watches your? There's games, no accessibility. Right? Yeah, exactly, dude. You can't go to every game in person. Yeah. Speaking of that, let's do another guessing game. So the dub the WNBA has a pass that you can buy, so you can watch as many WNBA games as you want. The NBA has the same thing. Mm. How much do you think it costs for the whole season for a WNBA league pass to watch any team you want all season long? $959. Lisa, Lisa, what's your guess? Okay, a season is how many months? Oh, it's something seven like sixty seven. games. Like yeah. don't sixty games. Yeah, I'm thinking like fifty dollars a month. Okay, okay. So, this was a bad question. I have no idea. I think it's well. if I'm offensively off. No, I think it's like eighteen ninety nine for the whole season <gasps> for every single game. So think about your streaming services yeah, like I Netflix like, and stuff like it's that. It's like one the month of season. Showtime or yes, like one I think month it's of the HBO. Whole season. It's How less much? Than Twenty dollars. Eighteen ninety nine. Eighteen ninety nine. Twenty four ninety nine. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Damn. How much is the NBA? So not nine hundred dollars. No, the NBA. How much pass is at least two hundred dollars? No, it's not. It's ninety nine. Oh. Oh, I think I was thinking of something else. I was not. <laughs> no. Do you want to take your guess no, back? No, it's fine. I just we can was just confused. cut this whole part out. Yeah, I just <laughs> I'm just throwing shit out there to talk. About. Okay, no, I but this confused. is interesting. No, I that is significantly page. less than the NBA. Significant. Second, Significantly. It's nine ninety nine. No, and with the NBA games, you can only pick like five teams to watch. Oh. So you don't get all games. You okay. get five teams. Yeah, and there's and less. I guess there's less teams, though, right? And, and then they black out some games where they're like, you can't watch it on this channel because so what do you, have to you should to have this channel. So you have to access to all the games? You, you can't. It's just not It's impossible. Yeah. Or could you buy, like, five five local TV contracts? You can't have, so like, five passes. You can't do it online. Passes. You have to have you cable. You probably could... You could pay like, but you would have to have multiple VPN setup. I don't know what those words. Yeah, mean you. Either, it's not so. anything that we're gonna That's do your, at all. All right, let's move on to another <laughs> quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I like the quizzes. What's you the do? quiz? Yeah, I do. Okay. Good. I have another one. So, oh, let me say one more thing about money. So. In the NBA, all the flights that the teams make are like chartered private flights. Each team like WNBA whole ass jet. They fly the WNBA flies commercial. You could sit next to a WNBA player on your next flight to wherever. And they're so tall. They and need they're extra tall room on their and legs. And you know what? They have to pay to upgrade for more leg room. 
out of their own no. pocket, their own $50,000 pocket. They sucks. have to pay to upgrade They're, to the, be comfortable. Okay, okay, back up. Who is who's footing the bill on that for the NBA? Is that like the team? Teams? The yeah. team. And so the teams in the WNBA don't they have the don't budget. They, they say it will care. cost them twenty million dollars a year to charter all of the WNBA flights, and there's not enough money to do that. Well, Even though the Utah Jazz were valued at one point six billion dollars, that's the value of the Utah Jazz. They're saying they can't afford. $20 million to charter flights for WNBA players. For all 12 teams. I feel like one NBA player could, like... Just pay for just the pay entire for WNBA to f- charter well, their maybe, flights? Maybe the NBA the NBA union should fucking think about to it. To me, that's, right? to me, that's yeah. the only way that it's going to seems... happen. The, and, it, and that is the common theme. If men the start workers, to take on the, men the problem need to say, as well, they yeah, have to be part that of this the is solution. Bullshit. The they men need to, to say, like, those gals should get their own plane because we get our own plane. Like, what's the fucking difference? Yeah. Well, and really, yeah. is it... I feel like it's not that big of a sacrifice for the league to do something like that for... Well, it's also not a sacrifice for the owners of these teams who are probably billionaires yeah. to just charter some jets. Amen. I don't know. But in all reality, there I don't think all 12 teams are profitable. And that's the NBA's problem. Well, it's not anymore like they're there the are thing. private owners of WNBA teams now, so they're not owned so they're by separate. the NBA okay. anymore. Well, but they get a huge tax write-off then. I don't there's know. still the union, like the yeah. WNBA union. Yep. And why can't we get there? Anyway. And the NBA union should be supporting the WNBA Me, union. I'm totally with you. And be like... Solidarity. Yeah. I feel yep. sad for these players because I feel like they've been working their asses off for their whole lives to be like a professional athlete. And I'm sure they feel so disappointed. Maybe they don't. Maybe that's my disappointment. When you're like 22, I'm sure you don't feel as disappointed as maybe when you're 32. Right. But when I'm like hearing these numbers and their reality, like you're a professional basketball player. You... The best in the world. Are probably flying southwest. With the best in the world. And should not have to be God, struggling like... to, like, get a side hustle so that you can afford to, like, take your family on vacation when you're not on season, you know? Like, that's, that's or insane. Or even just, like, the fact that you have to be away from your family for half of a year so you can... The whole year if you go to Russia. Right. If you're yeah. going to another country to play, then yeah. you're away from your family, possibly, for... Well, Man, it's that's just a lot of it's crazy to think about like the only reference I have is like high school sports and the like girls basketball team they had to do just as much prep as like the boys basketball team they have to travel and practice and blah 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 so let's say you're like good enough to get a scholarship to go to college as a women's basketball player 
what's your future? You know, like you make forty thousand dollars a year. Right, it's twenty twenty two. Like, even do that. Yeah. Right, like what's, honestly, at this point, uh, it's a self-perpetuating thing, right? Yeah, yeah like, sort of, right? And it's like they're they're not. Maybe they don't feel like they have a career or an opportunity because. Well, and who's to say that you're going to make it? Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, Can you I... could be a great basketball player and not make it. In the and there's WNBA. not that many teams. There's yeah. a lot less. Yes. There's less possibility. Spots. There's 144 and... roster spots in the, in the WNBA. So what happens? 70 if you... of those go overseas to play so, in the offseason. And yeah. so what happens wow. if you dedicate your whole life from high school all through college and you don't make it to the WNBA? Like, you just don't cut it. You go overseas. You have to, like, move your whole ass life. Yeah, like, maybe that's not so bad. But maybe that's not the life you want. Maybe you want to not have to leave the country to make a living at what you love. Yeah, like, you're just, it's, the, the standard of living, if you were, if you got a scholarship as a male basketball player to college and you made it to the nba maybe well you're guaranteed a million bucks if you get drafted yeah lots of money yeah yeah can i give one little tangent here so my niece i went to her soccer game yesterday she plays for a local high school and she's a senior and it was her big senior game that's why i went and she um was one of eight seniors on the varsity team and they did like a whole little ceremony where they said like oh what their favorite memory was this year and or for high school soccer and then like what they were gonna do after my niece was the only one who was planning on playing soccer in college the only one yeah and the rest were like I'm going to find a way to live from uh, now on. No, like, seriously, like, the majority of them are like, so-and-so's excited to get married. Like, oh, literally, no, that's what they were really? saying. Yeah. And then... Like, settle down and find a husband. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you guys are seniors. To make money. And, right. Sucks. And And it's... I felt really proud of my niece because she has a scholarship yeah. in Florida where she's playing D1 soccer and that's like a really big deal and that's her dream. But it's just like this conversation is like making me like stressed, but also proud because I'm sure so many women just don't even go after that because the limited. Can we segue segue. my next thing? Well, I just thought the story that you told about your niece where a lot of her teammates we're just like, I'm not, I'm not going to play soccer anymore because there's really not a future there for me. And like, I don't really see how that's advantageous. Like how else? And I think that that goes to like representation, which is like everything, right? Like as queers, we understand like representation matters and that's why there are these landmark things in queer history that we can reference and say 
that made a huge difference and that made a huge difference. We can start a stone wall. We can talk about, and then you can go to like pop references like Ellen DeGeneres, right? And that whole thing. Like, mm -hmm. so you need representation. Out. I think you need representation. And so if you were to guess of the 26 seasons of the WNBA, how many head coaches? There's been less than 100. I'll just tell you that. Okay. So let's just pretend there's 100. How many of those do you think were women? All time since 97. If there's 100. There, there's I'm been just rounding it. 100 or less. I feel like it would be high because it's a women's league. Pick a number. Pick yeah. a number. I so what do you think, think it would be? 75. Of 100 would be women? Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel less optimistic about it, and I feel like it's probably like 20. Yeah, I would say probably like 15. All right, so it wasn't 100, but I just gave that to you guys so you could make an educated guess. There's been 86 coaches as of 2021. 44 of them have been women. Okay, so, so it's about 50%. Okay, that's, okay. Not too, that's not as... In it's twenty, as as I thought. yeah. In twenty twenty two, seven of the twelve teams had women coaches. Um, but the year before that, seven of twelve were men. All right. Well. And this year in the finals, um, Becky Hammond is coaching the Las Vegas Aces and. Um, the coach of the Connecticut Sun is Kurt, and I'm sorry, I wrote it down, Kurt Miller, and he's openly gay. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. It I just so happens. Okay. That is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I got a follow up. How many female NBA coaches do you think there have been? Negative 12. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Female NBA coaches. NBA coaches. Head coaches. coaches? Head None. coaches. None. None. None is the right answer. Yeah. And it's been around longer, so I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, no, no female head coaches, but there have been some assistants. The first female assistant was Lisa Boyer in 2001. Lisa. Which I... I didn't know about that. Didn't really know. She lasted yeah. one season what with the Cavaliers. What was that for? The Cavaliers. They like this woman. Season. This isn't going to work this out. fucking woman. <laughs> She's on her period too much. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Lisa. What? Dude, that's some bullshit. You know guys what would it say. is. Yeah. Oh my god. She's that busting most... my balls. She must be on her period. Lisa just She's doing being a gangster. <laughs> Are you seeing this? She's being a bitch to me. She made me run extra laps. She's probably in her period. <laughs> I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen Lisa with that body language before. What it was like a real mob situation. I felt like I was like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm on a softball team." <laughs> I was gonna get like cinder blocked into a river. Wow. Oh my god. 
Um, just so everybody knows, Lisa used to be a derby player. <laughs> that must be she, what I'm yeah, picking up. Yeah. She, that's probably what you were picking up. Intense, quite I intense. can just turn it off and turn it on. This I'm glad that you can turn it off. Yeah. How about that? I have four dogs. I have to be gentle. I know. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. 2001 was Lisa Boyer, but it took... Another decade before there was another female coach in the NBA, and that was Becky Hammond, who is coaching the Aces in the WNBA Finals this season. Oh, wow. I read that she was the first full-time NBA, like, female NBA assistant coach. Like, Uh full-time? I don't know what that means. I don't know if Lisa Boyer was not full-time. She just volunteered. Yeah, no, well, (laughs) yeah. But that's just what I read, so I'm just going to say it. Yeah, I'm just going to say it. I don't know. But Becky Hammond was hired by Popovich, which uh, Greg Popovich is a very... Popovich? Yeah, Popovich, dude. Like, isn't that fucking wacky? Is that someone's real name? No, it's it's Popovich with a V. First or last? Greg. Last. Greg Popovich. Okay. Papa bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's a great name. And then he's like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I want to add like a lady to my staff as Greg yeah. Papa bitch. Wow. I would love to add. Love to Papa. <laughs> wow. What direction is, are we rooting we for Greg or are we not? We are rooting for we're Greg. We're rooting for but Greg. We're just being way too silly <laughs> okay. right now. And you can cut any of this out. It's the magic of editing. Anyway, Becky Hammond was the first full-time female assistant coach in the NBA. And I don't know if there's a... Like, if she's different than Lisa, I don't know. But I'm just telling you what I read. notated differently. But that was 2014. Okay. So that was... And she has been with the Spurs for eight years Okay. Did you fucking know that? I didn't know. Yeah, good. I know. I didn't know it was eight she years. She didn't get fired after one season. She's still right. so she's a head coach in the WNBA and she's an assistant coach in the NBA. That's pretty badass. It's pretty Not badass. At the same time. But like, she was an assistant did, yeah. coach, and then last oh. year she's doing both. Off. No, wait. She's are there seasons at the same? time? She's doing both. She's not. The doing seasons both. are not at the same time. No, she's oh not my doing god, both. she's There's not no making way. enough she's money. She's doing. She has to do both. Both, honey. I'm tell. I I am telling you this. This is what I wrote down. Oh my god. Yes. She's not making enough money. She has to have a side hustle. Oh my god. god. She's like, okay, I'll make. And twenty dollars an hour as an NBA head coach. In in <laughs> twenty. In 2021 season, she became the first woman to coach a NBA regular season game. Never happened before. Never been a head coach as a woman to coach a NBA game. She did that last year. Like the head coach was just head like coach calling the shots. He, he got sick. Or he something. got ejected okay. from the game. Oh, okay, yeah. So she had to Drama. take over. Okay, so she's like, the I boys got this. <laughs> I love this. Yes, but oh. that's the first time that's ever happened. Okay, yeah, I like it. Since nineteen, what did I say? Forty six. I don't like how long it took, but I'm glad it happened. Yeah. What's her name? Becky, Becky. Hammond. Becky. Becky. Cheers to Becky. Becky with the good hair. 
Oh. Hammond as in Jurassic Park. Pretty close, pretty close. And as a side note, Christy Tolliver plays in the WNBA, also an assistant coach in the NBA. Oh, I like Only that. Only person to do that. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's a that's a cool. That's crazy. Yeah. She's playing in the M- WNBA and she's a- coaching in the NBA. Yeah. Wow. All right. I have a real fun stat. So the WNBA is basically the queerest pro sports league probably that there is. I'm, I mean, I don't know. Is there a pro roller derby? <laughs> Not on the same level. <laughs> But it, pro <laughs> women's soccer could be could be close, close. But, but I, I think, think WNBA might be might have the lead there. Let me tell you a fun a fun stat. In uh, the twenty twenty one playoffs, so last year, on the court at the same time, there were three couples playing <gasps> no oh yeah. my god they're all like babe pass me the ball <laughs> babe don't look at her why are you looking at her did you just touch her babe, butt did you oh my guard god so close like why did you get so close to her um why didn't you pass that to me fast enough oh my god this is so <laughs> insane i'm thinking of so so 60% of the players that were on the court were in relationships with each other. That feels like... Wait, are that, they, were they all on the same teams? No. That feels is this, typical as yeah. fuck. Yeah, this Sounds like my high school. Okay, but is this like a conflict of interest? No. I wouldn't say no. No. Why would it be? I don't know. You want to win? Is that not how your softball team was, dude? Well, I is this not how my work life is? It's just too? how you meet. It's just how you meet people. Softball. No, I just but like in high school, in high school, all the girls on the basketball team at my school were like all intermingled within relationships with each other and some of them were secretive and some of them weren't, but they were literally all in relationships with each other. Like, so you telling me this, I'm just like, it literally sounds exactly like every single I don't disagree with school. you, but I think it's very fun that it happened in a professional <laughs> WNBA game. It is, it's not of course it did, in the, in the course playoffs, there were 60% of the, the women on the floor were in a relationship with each other How at the time. How would you feel if you were one of the ones who weren't? Right. And they like, were probably so like, snided. Uh, they probably were in a relationship with one of those members at one time. And oh they were shit. probably bitter the ex. exes. <gasps> All yeah, four of them. Yeah, you know they were exes. I want the whole dating history of everyone on <laughs> the team. Or they were straights and they were like, oh. oh. Do you guys remember Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez and yeah. how they were like Benifer and yeah. now they're like back together? Yeah. So there's a couple in the WNBA. Mm. I told you about Vandersloot. Yes. And her wife is Quigley. Do you want to know their name? Yes. The Vander Quigs. Oh, I don't like it. I feel bad for them. The Vander Quigs. They're Russian. It's quite the mouthful. 
It's not really a shortened version of it either. It doesn't roll off the <laughs> can, can, I, can I loop this back to the triple-double? Yes. One of those 60%, one of the couples in that 60% was Alyssa Thomas, the one that just got the triple-double in the finals yesterday. Uh-huh. She was dating Dewana Bonner. <gasps> I she's my favorite person, Dewana Bonner. <laughs> Dewana Bonner is my favorite WNBA player. <laughs> the name. She's good. Where she's she, good, dude. Where is she from? She plays know. for Connecticut. <laughs> just some so I'm just gonna kinda hit you with some things that maybe you knew or maybe you didn't. So in I think it was 2020-2021 season. Uh, WNBA players dedicated their season to Brianna Taylor. Right. And in the midst of that, one of the partial owners of the Atlanta Dream, which is a WNBA team, named Kelly Loeffler. Right. Who was also a senator in Georgia. Yes. Um criticized the WNBA for have for dedicating their season to Breonna Taylor. And so what happened was that all these WNBA players started to wear shirts that said vote Warnock, which was the, the opponent, opponent of Loeffler, the yeah. part owner of the dream. Yeah. Because they're wow. like, stop vote criticizing us. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because Brianna Taylor was murdered. Yep. And vote for the opponent. Loffler got voted out. Yeah. Fuck. And Holy shit. somebody bought her out too. Holy shit. Yep. Double whammy. Yep. Um. I remember that. Yeah. It's a victory. Yeah. The WNBA seem. It seems like players take more risks, and maybe it's because they don't have a lot to lose when they're making like fifty thousand dollars a year or whatever. And there are two active non-binary WNBA players, I think, as of this past season. One of which changed their name. Lashai Clarendo uh, came out as non-binary in 2020. And they actually... Go by she, her, they, them, and he, him, like any pronoun. Yep. Any slash all. And in 2021, had top surgery. I wasn't able to determine whether or not they have played after having top sur- surgery, but I think so. And then um, another player changed their name to AD Durr. Their last name was Durr. Um, I don't remember their original dead name at this point because I don't think they want that. But AD came out and was like, I don't put titles on myself, but um, you can call me they, them. And then I think their closer friends call him he, him. AD is the second, like, publicly out in a sense player that uses pronouns that are not she her in the WNBA. Hmm, that's awesome. So there's been like two so far. Right. And it's been within the past two years. And that 
you know, obviously has not happened in any male sports. I think we've talked about previously on the podcast that, um, was it Nasib was his name? Was like the first sort of openly gay NFL player? Oh, yes. The Raiders. Yeah. Right. Carl. I remember it was Carl. Nasib, yeah. Carl. Um, And I just think it's really interesting that we're, like, as a culture, suddenly concerned about women's sports being, like, infiltrated by trans, like, agendas. And we have all these, like, trans athletes are banned from high school sports and bathrooms and whatever else. And we just went through the whole gamut. Like, we went through the whole history of the WNBA. Tell me why anyone has any incentive to transition into a female (laughs) to play for $50,000. And so many people get mad. Did you guys see the statistic? Or I saw, like, an article the other day that's, like, a legit article that was, like, there's more bills banning transgender athletes than there are actual athletes? cases or situations yeah. that have been brought up yeah, within the school system who have like well come out with this issue so it's just like it's absolutely absurd issue. who I- yeah, whatever. Who I'm wants sorry, to go into issue, the but... WNBA? No, I... Like, who's like, oh, I'm going to con my way into the, the WNBA to make $50,000 to... a year? I'm going to start out at yeah. 70 if I'm lucky. Yeah. And, like, that's worth this whole situation. And that legitimately, I think, is what some people think. Like, you're going to come in and dominate women's sports and take away all this all this opportunity that we've talked extensively about just now like you're gonna take away all this opportunity from all these girls it's like what opportunity what are you even talking about what's the incentive who wants to go through that shit for Sixty thousand dollars a year, or whatever the fuck. And are you telling? Only excited about the WNBA, like right now, like in twenty twenty two. It's not even. It's already so advanced. Sad. It's not a thing. It's sad. There's like one person in Utah, who has been impacted by this trans ban. So in all reality. Utah has made this whole ass fuss about trans girls going into, uh, you know, trans people, like, participating in women's sports, and there's, like, one athlete in the whole whole ass state. (laughs) Yes! That's right. Exactly, that's the whole thing. Why are we legislating for one person who may or may not be taking a $1,000 scholarship from maybe a person. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and Dude, it's not even a thing. Real. That's a, We don't know. Like, my niece, can we just go fund it away? My niece, who 
is actually going to play at a D1 school is not even getting enough scholarship money to cover her education. Yes, it's not she even still a has and to be. And D1 is like, that's a word in the sports Bible, D1. Right. D1 is like top of the top. But she still has of the to top. be like a straight A student because they said you need to have an academic scholarship to actually cover the majority because we can't pay enough with the to pay with your $60,000 a year yeah. tuition. Like... So who, like, it's impacting one person in our state. That we know of. That we know but of. But still. Let's say maybe it's relatively few. Well, and the state has made it such a big fucking deal that even if a trans girl wants to play, she it's wants to stay as far away from that as possible right. because it's so alienated now. This is the thing they started legislating when there weren't really even there, any cases to legislate about. It's just like it's a right culture, it's it's, it's right wing fear. It's a culture tactic. war thing. Yeah. And you just have to like recognize that someone just wants you to feel outraged about something. And it's not even an issue. It's a non issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even an issue. There are so like there are so few cases of it, and when it does happen, it's like it's okay, and it should just be dealt with in a very. And it's a private thing. Like it's about the student that got the scholarship, and like if somebody feels like challenging that, I'm sure there's a pathway to do that. I don't know. Whoever is at that institution needs to protect their entity's decision to offer that person a scholarship and just shut it down because I don't feel like you're entitled to, I don't know, like you can't just. Well, then what are you going to do? Like lift up all the dinosaur skirts? Right. Exactly. That's exactly. You can't, that's, you can never do that. That's not okay. You can never do that. But that's what they're advocating for. I know, and, and that's never only, okay. They only want to test trans girls' blood. Like, it's never anything other than, like, we want to test the sex hormones of these girls. No. Like, depending on Right, if it who, was a trans dude. Depending on who uh, is accusing them of being trans. Right, it's like not a threat if it's the other Just, way around. Yeah. Remind me how much you care about your daughters playing professional basketball. I just, because you'll pay them sixty thousand no, dollars a I year. No, I just want to know. Like, it's just I think that's just like the most. You cannot have it both ways. You can't so have it both ways. It's irrelevant, though. But. I know it's irrelevant, but you just can't have it both ways. Like you can't say that it's so important that you're willing to like throw yourself on the sword. Because maybe somebody's taking testosterone, like somebody's getting testosterone injections and they're playing in your high school girls basketball league or whatever. Like, they would tell be- me how much you value that by how much you pay professional women's basketball players. And like, so now all of a sudden it's like a problem because that trans person is taking a job from your daughter to make $60,000 in the WNBA. Like, fuck you. It's 
a matter of parents that don't want to have to have a con- a hard conversation with their child saying, you didn't win. Sorry. Maybe there are extenuating circumstances and maybe there's not, but we can just, like, move on from it. And Sometimes there's people better than you and sometimes there's people worse exactly. than you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's every stage in life. Yeah. When I... It doesn't have to do with their hormones or their gender. For a brief moment, I played in a competitive basketball league. It was very brief. There was... A girl on our team who was very good. Like, just, like, obviously good. Obviously better than pretty much everybody else from either team. And there was a moment, there was a moment after a game where a mob, and I'm going to call it a mob, it was like a mob of parents that were like, that's not a girl. That's not a girl cuz she was so good. She was so good. They and she was on, they couldn't believe it. And it wasn't just that she was so good. It was because she had short hair. She presented more masculine than feminine. Ew, that's icky. And they demand they demanded that someone I remember standing there and hearing in in the stands parents saying, take her in the bathroom. Oh, my God. They were, like, demanding to know that that was not a girl or was a girl. And that was because they were just so good. It was unbelievable how good she was. She had to be a man. First of all, that's fucked up that's in and of itself. So and up. second of all, like, who are you to say uh, that a child needs to be inspected well, for any... This is inconsequential to anything in your life. To anything in your life. Right. Uh, yeah. And and this is, the, this is what you're going to traumatize a child with? You're because you can't accept like, the fucking horrible. fact yeah. that your team lost... Yeah, or that there's another player better than your kid. Yes. It's like they take it so personally. Yes, dude. That happened, and it happened more than once. That's so bad. That poor kid. I can't imagine being the parent of that child, because if anyone came at me about my dog, I would just lose my mind. But if it was my human child, I would just be throwing punches. Like, what do you do? Yeah, like, like, what do you do? What do you do? Like, fuck off! Like, I would just want to, like, lose my mind and be like, are you serious? No, that's like, probably like a fight or flight moment. Yeah, oh, no, that's like an adrenaline. This didn't go you over well the at the time. Yeah. I'm telling you, this did not go over well. The whole crowd was like one side against the other. Everybody, Ooh, everybody bad. was yelling at that each other. I, I might be making this up, but I swear to God, people threw things. <laughs> threw things. At her, the child. The child. The child. Think of the child. Who's just really good at basketball. And, just and no one can believe like, it. Cool, there's something I'm good at that I like doing and I want to like, do it. And they're like, fuck you. You should feel bad about that. <laughs> you freak. Like, that's, God, that's so terrible. It is. I don't want to end on such a bad note, but I do. I have thoroughly enjoyed watching the WNBA. Yeah. 
it has been um, competitive. It's been fun watching the different personalities. And Lisa, I know we want to do this on a future episode, but we want to talk about fashion because they do that with the WNBA. As with the NBA, they film like players like walking into the there's like a arena. Yes. So there's like a whole catwalk it's a situation. Show. It's very fun. There's a lot of personality. And that is what sells in the NBA. Like, yeah, sure, they can dunk. Okay. They can jump higher, whatever, but there's still The fashion is a big part. Like there's still the a lot of shit part. happening that's yeah. very fun. And that's why I watch the NBA anyway. It's like half relationships and drama and like half actual basketball. So I just felt like it was entertaining. I felt like it was competitive and I I'm just glad that we're talking about it and I'm glad that we're trying to shine some kind of light on the fucking insanity. Yee-haw. Dear queer. Dear queer. Dear queer. Dear queer. Dude, like maybe we should talk to dear queer. We have a dear queer question, which is our new season four thing that we're doing. Um, we want to give some type of advice, just help somebody. Hopefully. Somebody help me. God, help we're me. probably terrible. At we're bad. Advice, so like, don't so take this our is not professional. No, no, no. Uh, this one I found, and I thought it was really fucking interesting. That was a hard F. Yeah. I'm just- all right, here's the question. All right, hit me. Okay, dear queer, my husband and I have been married for 12 years. We are both in our late 30s. Early in the pandemic, Jack, which is a fake name, so Jack, came out to me as bisexual. He told me he did a lot of soul searching during quarantine and he said he needed to be honest about who he was. I am capital, all capital, fully supportive of Jack. This is not a problem for us as a couple. Bravo to you. Yes. Jack started posting a lot of pride slash equality content on his Instagram, which is not also not a problem for anyone in our network of family and friends. Bravo to family and friends. It continues. Last weekend, we went to a family barbecue at his parents' house, and I overheard him talking to his sister about politics. Jack said something to the effect of, sooner or later, they'll come for the civil rights of queer couples like me and Anna. Anna is the person that sent this in. Anna continues on and says, I've never thought of our relationship in this way. Am I queer? Are we a queer couple? Question mark. Uh, We are both white cisgender people who came from lower middle class families. Something makes me question his logic, but I don't know if I'm being judgmental. Please help me with some advice. Okay, so to summarize, summarize, Jack and Anna are a couple who's been married for 12 years and jack has recently come out as bisexual and they're fine and Anne they're is fine. chill with it however now she's kind of being referred to as 
queer and being in a queer relationship when she never saw herself that way. Yeah, so I think the issue is she overheard him saying basically that they were in a queer relationship. They're a queer couple, and she doesn't know how to feel about that. It sounds like Jack is identifying with the queer community in a political sense. Yeah, yeah. And... And in a personal Right. But in that instance, it sounded like it was a political uh, conversation, right? I think this. these are the two, like, questions we should think about. Is Anna a queer person by being a queer... In a, in a relationship with a queer person? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay. Agreed. And are they in a queer relationship because one of them is queer you only only you get to determine your sexuality your gender identity all of those things the way your partner identifies can be different can be different and that doesn't and that doesn't change if you're queer or straight or yeah i've thought about this like since i saw this question and I have changed my mind a couple of times. Are they a queer couple? Like, is this a queer uh, relationship where one person is bisexual and one person is not? Where it's like, if zero times anything, it's zero. So if queer times anything, it's queer. I don't know. I don't I don't agree with that. Just because just because one person in the relationship identifies with a queer identity, that does not make the relationship queer. Anna feels good about herself and where she's at and straight, I'm assuming it they seem to be in a heterosexual relationship. So, I don't that I don't feel like this impacts her I don't feel like this makes her queer in any way. No, but if your significant other slash spouse, they're married, right? Spouse. Yes. Yeah, been married for 12 years. If your spouse is referring to your relationship in a way that is queer to other people, um... Without your consent, or maybe with with your consent, or maybe implied consent. Like, what do you do? What do you do in that case? Like, well, if you're if it for some reason you well, that's what the question was. Like, they overheard something at an event. So one uh, one half of the couple is identifying as a queer couple and the other half is sort of not really not identifying but also just maybe surprised by that revelation. Ah, uh, yeah. Is that the question? Yeah, probably caught her off guard. Yes. Where it's like, oh... I didn't know you felt this way. And that's why I said, like, zero times anything is zero. Is that, like, queer person times spouse equals queer? I think think it 
isn't quite that cut and dry. She needs to respect his identity and his queerness. However, she doesn't have to take that on. But there needs to be some communication. Yeah. Because there might be some discomfort from overhearing that and not identifying that. And maybe a conversation to show respect and boundaries on both sides would help. Yeah, straight. Then she can still be straight just because she has a bisexual partner. Unless they're like inviting someone else into the relationship <laughs> then oh yeah oh, that's a good that's point, not though. that's not a part of the question okay but i'm just saying like i don't see why There's that not, takes okay, away yeah. that that's my point I, that's all i'm trying to say okay. is i don't see why it takes away and Anna's maybe straightness unless well, she so, might feel a little threatened because of the lack of but is it threat is it threat i don't know if it's threatening as much as it is like i have never been in that space and what i mean and by- why would i why am i now in that space by proxy i think what i meant by threatened is you're now being given a label that you never put upon yourself right yeah. and so it's like you have the outside world looking at you in a different way that you didn't give that world permission to look at you like that. Okay. So it's like you have family and friends now being like, oh, you're a queer couple and you don't identify as that. Yeah. And maybe that feels threatening to have I don't know if it feels threatening as much as it just feels like a strange, like I'm a stranger in a strange land. Like I feel quite right. Why why am I taking this space as queer when in my whole life I've identified this way, but now my partner identifies in a different way? That I don't feel like I need any space in a queer sense of the word because I've never Right, you don't just take, just because your partner has that identity, you don't just, like, take on your partner's identity. That's what I'm saying. Like, just because your partner is queer, it doesn't make you queer. And I think it's okay that she feels defensive about that. Like, we know who we are, and we have some sort of pride in our identities. And if someone's coming at you from something that you didn't put out there... That would be, like, at least a double take. Yeah, I I read this as a double take. What if this was opposite, and it was from Jack's perspective, saying, I came out to my wife. I guess this has been a, a very sexist episode. Yeah, I want to, I wanna like, f- flip-flop here. And what if it was from Jack, and he said, I came out to my wife... As bisexual. I like you flipping the script. Are we being compassionate and respectful for everyone involved? And would we respond the same way to you, Jack, if he said, is it okay that I was talking about Anna in this way? Could you tell Jack, no, you're not in a queer marriage. Like, you Hey, respect your wife's identity. Well, but if, if Jack wants to see their marriage as a queer marriage because... He's queer and his wife is okay with 
that, like, seeing it, because, like, he's a, that, then to me, that changes things, because if, if Jack communicates and says, hey, like, I very much see it as a, a core part of my identity that I'm queer, and, like, I see our relationship as a very queer pairing, like, and they talk about it, and they both agree, but, like, you are not queer by proxy. And it's okay to not know how to feel about something. But I think that is where the question lies is like, I don't know how to interpret this. I don't necessarily agree, but I don't necessarily disagree. How do I navigate this situation? Like, that's the dear queer. How do I navigate someone saying I'm in a queer relationship when I don't identify as queer? Right, and I and That's I f- and I don't feel like yeah. it's fair for someone else to like put you in a queer rel- like I feel like you if you're not queer and you've never been queer and there's nothing queer about your history or past or just, wants or hidden yeah and whatever just because you're dating someone who has a queer part of their identity that does not make you queer like I it just doesn't I it just doesn't so. But, though, there's, like, two halves to that whole, and, like, one half is saying, I am under a queer umbrella, therefore our relationship is threatened by whatever administration. I think I call it a pennant square. Yeah. Of... Like we have a we have a um a relationship that is not looked favorably upon. How by who though? Like who's the asking? government? No, but no, but in this scenario, like a cis white male and a cis white female are right married, on paper. It's fine. Who is against that? Yeah, on paper. I mean, it's fine. I wasn't nobody bring right. That up. <laughs> Nobody's against that. So, yeah, the threatening part, maybe it's just in your interpersonal relationships. But, okay, but we should be compassionate to Jack in that he is taking that identity on him and he's feeling proud to be a queer person and is seeing himself, yeah, and seeing himself as, like, yeah, this this movement is happening. We're seeing it. And I want to be a part of that. I feel like I'm part of that. And so I don't want to take that away from him. But in the same respect, there's two people in this relationship. And that's where... And they can both feel however they're going to feel. Yeah. I mean, well, if we get down to it, like marriage is a contract anyway, right? They're both yeah. entitled to their feelings as far as, like, I am queer or bi or whatever, and I am... But I think you have to be a little careful if you're speaking for someone else. I'm and not... maybe that's where well, the miscommunication yeah, I'm is. I'm not trying to speak for somebody else. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. I'm saying in, in this, this scenario, scenario you got to be careful yeah. when you're describing... Was speaking for her. Yes. A little bit. And yeah. maybe overstepped a little bit. Like, I think no there's a bigger, it, a bigger question. 
yeah, am I like taking up space or appropriating in an inappropriate way? That sounded weird when I said it out loud. But also, like, do you feel like you belong in this space? Do you feel like this is part of who you are? And if you don't, then you don't have to be in that space. And then that resolves the whole issue. Like, then you don't feel this guilt of taking up space. I know, but if someone else is speaking for you. Is pushing you into that space. Speaking for you. There are fucking levels, man. There are yeah. levels, and it's not black and white. Yeah. It's just gotta be. It boils down uh, to communication. If somebody's speaking right? for me, though, like I have like yeah. a tiny. If it was me, I would have a tiny bit of an exception to say, like, one second. Like, have yeah, we like, even talked about this? Yeah. Have we even like had this conversation before? You're having a conversation with whoever about what we are and. Here's our final thought on our dear queer is communication. You just have to communicate to your spouse. Anna, I'm going to say, talk to Jack and say that you overheard him talking to his sister and you need to have a discussion about your relationship and how he views your relationship and how you view your relationship there's a middle ground um everything and 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 two things can be right at the same time two things can be true like it doesn't have to be right or wrong and you you're entitled to feel however you you're gonna feel i don't know that there's a right answer to this (laughs) I, i i don't think there's like a one plus one equals two nope Wait, you're so not queer you unless you yourself identify as queer. No one else can nope. just push you into There's being no queer. There's no by proxy. If you want to submit a question for Dear Queer, <laughs> let's have the only person I'll tell here you without social media no, to tell you listen. what to do. <laughs> no, I know what to do. Send us an email to... I'm looking up the email address. ToastedLavenderPodcast at gmail.com. I'll read that email. I know what an email is. And her name is Dewana Bonner. That is the gayest name I've heard in a long time. Um, I don't think it's that gay. You're Do you to... want a bomber? Want a bonner? All right. It's all right. We're all gonna have to leave out this whole fucking conversation. Cut that out. Okay. Is there anything else that we want to discuss? Do wanna? Do wanna? <laughs> that was Do wanna good. Bomber?